This week's bonus episode is open to the public. Aren't you all just the luckiest? We really enjoyed this conversation that we had and thought we might want to share it with all of you. Uh, if you want to get in on more bonus episodes, you can hit up patreon.com slash femfreak and become a backer. Welcome to the freaking after party. Today's insufferable grad school party is reserved exclusively for our Patreon supporters, which is you. Thank you so much. Um, I have a thing that totally doesn't matter and is right. like a non-existent like bonus, thing. Sounds like bonus that material to me. So um, I use Letterboxd to track mm. what I watch. And mm-hmm. I find it very useful because I forget everything. So it's really nice for me to be like, that movie that I watched like two months ago, what was it called? And I can go back. And see it. And I also just kind of like seeing what my friends are watching and having a watch list and all that stuff. But it does, um, it does encourage you to put ratings on movies. And so I do that sometimes to help remind myself of like how I felt about it. And now this is bringing up <laughs> some thoughts for me because like, you know, ratings are kind of bullshit and, you know, whatever, whatever. I feel like Carolyn and I have talked about that a lot in the past. Yeah. Um, but I was thinking, so I, so, uh, Okay, this mutual friend that I brought up in the podcast that I literally, our entire relationship is going to see movies together all the time. Mm. He has a rating system for himself that is very clear. He's like, I know that was, like he'll be, when I'm like, have you seen this? He's like, yep, four and a half stars. Like Mm -hmm. he just, he knows his own Mm -hmm. rating system. I am Mm -hmm. constantly changing my rating system. Um, And the souvenir um, brought something up for me in, in, in this thought process because- I thought the souvenir was phenomenal in so many ways, but I did get kind of bored. And there was a point where I picked up my phone and I looked sure. at Twitter and was like, oh, fuck. I just like checked out. Right. Mm. Um, I feel like if I lose, if if the movie loses my attention because of who I am and the way I am, like that is like a half star off. You know, like that is like sure. a it's a it's a thing in terms of how I'm viewing the movie yes. and like it's not it's not gripping me in in the totality of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I interrupt just real quick and ask, do you think that you would have had the same experience in the movie theater where you would have been less likely to pick up your phone and scroll Twitter? I have no idea, which is why I'm so thankful for movies in theaters again, because I mm-hmm. love being forced to just watch the fucking movie and i definitely mm-hmm. get bored of movies in theaters like it's not like that, that doesn't right, right. happen um but it's totally different i don't have the option i mm-hmm. don't have the option to be distracted so barring the fact that that is not like that is a variable that we can't totally account for in this environment i'm just wondering like do you all and, and maybe it's because i'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to have like a clear like you know position on a film which obviously right. can change but i feel i'm feeling a little bit of tension around how i balance like sure. i think there's brilliance to this and also i was kind of fucking bored i think for me i there is a difference that i'm usually pretty clear on on you know this film didn't work for me because of something within me versus this film did not work for me and it's because of the film you know like i can see what the filmmakers were trying to do and i i feel like they failed versus I wasn't into this, but it's because I don't like this genre or, you know, whatever. You know, I mean, it's interesting that you bring this up because, I mean, I, I am I am all about 
personal, like the, the subject. I'm about all about validating our subjective experiences with art, right? And so I think like while like my uh, my experience may be that you know that the the very things that bore you you with a certain film are what make me find it so compelling or so you know just um uh, you know makes it pull me in so much. I I think that we have to acknowledge that like these experiences are like in entirely subjective and we can't ever no matter how much we think we can we can't like separate that from our experience of the art we can't ever you know not bring our lived experience and you know, like who we are to you know whether it's a film or a book or a video game or whatever and so um you know i in the interest of like because one of my big soapboxes and is is like smashing in say video games is like smashing the whole widespread tendency to to treat to to like evaluate games like their you know products uh i mean which they are corporate products big triple a games there's no denying it but i mean um but uh to sort of uh evaluate to review a game um in this way that like tries to set aside say how you know i the critic felt or thought about something and distance myself from my own experience and be like well the you know the theoretical player in my head uh would uh, you know appreciate you know it it would check off all the boxes like okay this call of duty game you know checks off all the boxes uh, that of enter- being the entertaining you know, spectacle-filled, explosive, uh, you know, war blockbuster that it sets out to be, you know, therefore, even though it left me cold, well, it's great. I have to tell, say it's great and it's, you know, et cetera. No, I, you know, I, I want to, you know, and what I want from critics, what stimulates me as a reader, you know, what or, or someone on Letterboxd, fellow viewers on Letterboxd who I follow, I want to be immersed in the in the subjectivity of of your experience i want like yeah it's sometimes i think this is comes down to what we want from obviously yes a letterboxd review is not a published you know review in the new york times or 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 whatever uh but it, just the way we have our conversations about art and you know cinema games film etc like um there's so often this thing of like well you know it didn't work for me but i recognize that it's good kind of thing and it's like no you know i just fucking i'm like no don't do that just say that it's bad or say you know whatever like don't think you have to set aside your own taste or your own experiences because that's all any of us have at the end of the day yes we may come to something with more expertise more what have you but um you know uh let's let's you know uh walter you know walter chow uh, writes for film freak central friend of Ours, friend of the show, you know, uh, was on to talk about Minari with us. When I read, he's the quintessential, like, what I want from a critic. Because when I read his stuff, sometimes I agree with him very strongly. Sometimes I disagree with him very strongly. But regardless, like, I love being, it's like, it's like, it's not pleasant. It's not comforting. It's like jumping into a cold shower, right? Or having cold water splashed on your face. But I love being immersed in another person's subjective experience of something, even if it's, or, you know, particularly sometimes when it's wildly different from mine. And I think too many of mm-hmm. us, and you've really gotten me on a little soapbox here. I'm almost done. 
Um, this is why we love having you. Um, but, you know, I, I think the, um, what I'm basically what I'm trying to say is what I'm against is I think this widespread idea in, in, in criticism that's only become more common and more kind of insidious in recent years is to like, well, view things like how, what would a fan think of this? Or like what, you know, whatever, and kind of take ourselves, our own reactions and our own perspectives out of it and ev evaluate things like products. Like just, you know, they're trying to check off things on a list and how well do they check off the things on a list rather than like bringing to them the fullness of our own, you know, like subjective, messy experience. I, I want to complicate this a little bit. Okay. Um, and not I, like, cause I, I, I love that. I think more and more like it, it's funny that you left the podcast just as I'm more and more being like, God, I really want to like disagree with people. Like I want like I mm. want to see the complicatedness of I don't know what that smack was, Ebony. Um, <laughs> Didn't you say like it's funny that you left the podcast right as I wanted to start disagreeing with people? <laughs> no, but but I think because I'm like gravitating closer to Carolyn's. Well, one, I'm appreciating Carol films more than I ever did before, but also that like I'm appreciating this point of the like subjectivity of being like, why? Why did we have totally different experiences in this space? And what does that like? Right. What do we get out of that? Right. What does that mean for how personal art is? And I think yeah. I'm starting to think of art a little bit more as the, as a as a personal subjective experience where I spent a lot of my career focusing on this like yeah the patterns and the, the patterns cultural and, and the cultural the larger cultural impact yeah. which i so, which is so essential and we do need critics to talk about that stuff absolutely and mm. and so i think i am now with that i like i'm living in that tense mm. space where where yes. you started with um i don't want people to say i appreciate that it's a good movie but it wasn't for me where i'm like well how do i how do i remedy or right. like reconcile the fact that I can look at something as like quality filmmaking sure. and go, but I didn't like the story or sure. I didn't like that character or well, whatever. I think, right. I think you can hold those things inside you at, at once. I mean, I, I'm not necessarily trying to like, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe that that is then part of the complexity of your subjective experience. I think. Right. Sure. I guess what I'm just like, I, what, what I really have an issue with is like, I think people, I'll sometimes see people think that a critic or somebody writing about a film or a game or whatever is doing it wrong if, when they are clearly, you know, have a viewpoint that di that differs from, say, broader consensus or, you know, where, yeah. where it's clear that it's like their subjective viewpoint. It's like, you know what, like all the, the white dudes of games criticism in the you know the early 2000s and the 2010s like they the, the all the consensus they showered on video games it wasn't because that was like objectively correct it was because yeah. like the, their lived cultural experiences as white men like conditioned them for a subjectivity that said this has value this is good this is exciting it's yeah. as sub it's every bit as subjective, every bit as subjective as the outlying review. That's like actually this shit fucking sucks. Um, so that's what you know. That's what I want to. That's what you know. Yeah. Kind of my whole work, my body of work, in a way, is like that. That's like if it has a central <laughs> purpose or theme to it. That's almost you could maybe argue that's what it is. Totally.
Um, kind of orbiting this a little mm. bit is something I've also been thinking about where, um, you, you know, we, there's such a, and this is part of like internet culture and like the speed and the pace at which we operate now where we mm. don't have enough time to sit with media before we're asked to comment on it. Right. Oh. Um, you walk out of a theater with your friends and you sit down and you have a drink and you talk about the movie. And like, I love doing that. That's great. Um, but also like professionally, you know, I remember like, and Carolyn, you've done this way more than me. I've, I've reviewed a few video games and you like sit and you play a game for three days and you want to die. And then you have one day to write your review and it doesn't let you integrate or nope. consider or, you know, give you any space. And I think that that is actually really it's a huge um, problem. concerning around yes. how we think about art. And and this, so I watched Licorice Pizza and Nightmare Alley in a very close frame of period of time. Um, and yeah. I, I walked out of those theaters not really liking either of those movies very much. Um, I have not thought once about Licorice Pizza other than the tweet that everyone got yeah. mad at me for. Um, <laughs> yeah. Nightmare Alley, I, I, it pops into my head occasionally. Like mm. this random movie that I didn't like very much just appears out of nowhere. And I think that there's something so interesting about that where I'm like, I don't like this movie, but there's something about it that yes. keeps coming back to me. And like, yes. how mm. fucking cool is that? It's, you know, like, yeah. I, and I still, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not even revisiting that I liked the movie, but there's something there, right? There's something right. that got into me. Um, and, and I, honestly, I think some of it is, and I <sighs> shudder to say this, I, I think Bradley Cooper was fucking amazing in it. I think he mm. was absolutely incredible. And I say that because you all know that I have no love for Bradley Cooper, but he is a very talented, a very yes. talented artist. And yes. like mm-hmm. that performance got under my skin. In in a way that like I keep revisiting. So, you know, all of this is just kind of like trying to complicate and make um, make space for being a little less dogmatic about how we approach think or how I approach thinking about movies and and how I engage with them and my expectations of what that looks like with other people as well. Um, So so thanks for having this conversation with me. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime. All right. Thanks, y'all. The best. We'll see you later. Bye, Bye. everyone.